The following is a sermon from the Vicar and Sure Foundation, a church located in Woodside, Queens, New York, the world's most diverse community. For more information and for more audio content, go to sure-foundation.org. Our sermon text for this morning comes from Galatians chapter 3, starting at verse 23. Before the coming of this faith, we were held in custody under the law, locked up until the faith that was to come would be revealed. So the law was our guardian until Christ came, that we might be justified by faith. Now that this faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian. So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. For all of you who are baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. You know, we're jumping into a section here where Paul is teaching. Um, there was a little bit of confusion in the congregations and, and people were, were going there and starting to teach a message that was different than Paul's. They were starting to teach that they needed the, the Old Testament law that they had, the Old Testament traditions, uh, circumcision, eating different foods again. And Paul eventually calls them foolish. And he says, this is not what I taught you. And then he's, goes for this whole chapter, chapter three, and a little bit into chapter four. He just teaches. And this teaching in the chapter, if you look at it, you read it, you can understand, you can see it. I think of it like like a steak. It's just a juicy steak of a chapter. And you can understand it. You can read it and know what it's saying. But I think in order to, to enjoy it, to really get what's in this chapter. We need to cut it up into small pieces and just chew on it verse by verse or a couple of verses at a time. So that's what we're going to do this morning. And when we do that, we're going to be seeing that there is no other gospel that unites like the true gospel. We're going to see it, it uniting us together. It unites us to Christ and it unites us to God and his family. So let's start just in verse 23, we're going to go read verse 23 and 24 again. Just walk through this text together. Before the coming of this faith, we were held in custody under the law, locked up until the faith that was to come would be revealed. So the law was our guardian until Christ came, that we might be justified by faith. So just to put this in context, Paul is answering the question here, why is there law in the first place? Like if circumcision, if eating certain foods doesn't matter now that Christ came, why did it ever matter? And he answers that with this, these words in verse 24, so the law was our guardian until Christ. It was our guardian. You know, in, in Roman times, a guardian was a very specific role. The word for it is actually a, a slave. So a master would, would have, have a son or a daughter, and he'd have this slave, a guardian, 
tend to this, this child. And his goal, his job was to walk the child through the marketplace every day to make sure he gave, made it to his, le- uh, to, his, uh, to, to his lessons. So the guardian would, would walk through the market and protect the child from any dangers that were in the market, but also make sure that the, the child didn't just get distracted and, and play hooky made sure that he went to his classes and got back safely. And at home, he would be the one that's checking up on his homework, making sure everything's done. This is the guardian that Paul's referring to in, in those times. And that's what he calls the law. That's what the law was until Christ came. It was that thing that, that like walked Israel through the marketplace. It walked them through, kept them safe from all the distractions, all the foreign gods, all the different things that could could distract you, all the things that could hurt you. It it kept them centered and focused on on what was to come. Think of all the, the traditions and the festivals, Passover, all these things clearly pointing to Christ to come. And so that's what he says. It's, it was a guardian until the age when you'd finally be an adult. And that's what Paul says in verse 25. If you look in your bulletins, now we're going to read 25 and 26 together. Now that this faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian. So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. You know, it'd be weird for a, like a 40-year-old man to have a nanny. <laughs> if you're an old man, you don't need someone walking you through a marketplace. You don't need someone protecting you anymore. And that's what Paul is saying in these verses. Now that Christ has come, you are now no longer under a guardian. And he uses the word, you are all children of God through faith. When we hear children, at least in my ears, I'm thinking younger children, but the word he uses is children that have reached the legal age. So in our culture, it's like 18-year-old sons is what he's talking about. You in faith, I don't care if you're 10 years old, are an adult before God in faith. What that means is he's no longer going to like tell you exactly what you have to do. You have to worship on a Saturday or that you have to give exactly 10%. He's not going to give you these laws to guard you, but he's going to give you freedom. And in that way, the gospel unites what the law divided. In the Old Testament times, it was like a hedge. But now we are united to the the places we live, the cultures we live in. And that means that God is now, it's like he's sending his child Israel off to college in a way. It's like, I'm no longer going to be telling you everything you have to do. Now do this in freedom. I'm no longer going to tell you to to give 10%, but give to your God as an adult. I'm no longer going to tell you worship on Saturday, but do worship as an adult in faith. We've now been been given this privilege in faith to worship, to love others, all these things united to our cultures 
united to where we are, but also as an adult in faith. And Paul's going to continue in verse 27, if you want to look in your bulletins. Verse 27, we're going to see that we're united to something else by the gospel. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. Maybe you hear this past and you think of you've been clothed with Christ. It's like Christ giving us his robes of righteousness and we're, we're putting it on ourselves and now we're clean and pure and holy. And that's great biblical imagery. And that's also true. But here we have something stronger than that. Because what does it say? It doesn't say we're clothed with, with the robes of righteousness of Christ. It says we're clothed with Christ. In your baptism. It's like you're clothed with like a full body suit of Christ. You're completely covered with Christ in your baptism. What does that mean? It means when you were baptized, when you had water poured down your head, you were to Christ at the cross. You were there at the cross where you died in your baptism through Christ. You were there at the cross where he, he gave you his perfect life and made it yours. You now wear Christ. You are united with Christ in, in the most amazing way in your baptism. And in that way, you're also united to God in faith because you have been united to Christ's death, his life, his resurrection. You know, something about clothing yourselves with Christ is, is interesting here. It's, you can tell a lot about somebody by the clothing they wear, even today. Like, you can, you can tell certain things about what they wear, but especially in the old days, especially when Paul was talking. Like you could tell if someone was a Jew or a Greek, you could tell whether they're rich or whether they're poor, whether they're male or female, you could tell all these things by the clothing that they would wear. But what does it mean then that all of us who have been baptized into Christ have been clothed with Christ? Well, there's some pretty significant um, things that come from that. And Paul expounds on that in verse 28. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. What does that verse mean? Does it mean that it doesn't matter that, that I'm a man and, and you're, you're a woman? It doesn't matter that that someone's a president and someone's a citizen? Does it not matter where I come from or, or where I am on this, this social or authoritative uh, level of authority? And in a way, Paul is saying, yeah, none of that matters. None of that matters at all before God. Because Within ourselves, Paul and the rest of scriptures make it clear that we are to live out our vocations. God has roles and orders, uh, roles for men, roles for women, roles for children, 
roles in society, but before God, how God looks at us and loves us. None of that matters because this whole section, Paul's been talking about how we've been justified by faith. And that means that each one of us has been united to God in our baptism. We've been united to each other. And, and what does that mean? Well, I think it means for, for some of us that maybe feel like the world sees us as less, sees us for not, not being as much of a person because of your, your gender or your race or how you were raised or how much money you have. If you feel like people look at you as less, know that your God does not see you that way. Your God looks at you and he sees you just as much as he sees every other person in this world because he sees Christ. He loves you as he loves Christ. I just want you to comfort, think about that for a little bit, that God sees you that much. And, and secondly, I think that changes how we treat one another and how we're united as a, a family of believers. Because it is true that we've been diff, given different roles and, and vocations in this life, but doesn't it change the way we treat each other? Husbands, doesn't it treat the way, change the way you treat your wife? That God looks at your wife and loves your wife just as much as he loves you and as he loves Christ. And parents, doesn't it change the way we think about taking care of our children that they're such a dearly beloved gift from God and that God looks and loves them. And, and as a church and as a family of believers, even the people that our personalities are different, and maybe we don't get along with naturally that God looks at these people and loves them and clothe them with Christ. Because we've been united to Christ in our baptism, we've been clothed with him. We're united to each other. There's no other gospel that unites like that. It unites us to the, the cultures we live in. It unites us to Christ and to God's family and to each other. Amen.